This episode of Country Squire Radio is brought to you by Missouri Meerschaum. We thank them for supporting this show, and we thank you for supporting them. Squire Radio on Bo. And I'm John David. JD! Hey, Bo. Good afternoon, man. Man, a good afternoon to you too, sir. How are you doing today? Man, I, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. It's been a very, very eventful uh, week here. <laughs> Extremely yeah. eventful. So, uh, man, got a lot going on. If you're, uh, of course, uh, you know, in the pipe smoking world, you'll know that um, this is the uh, seven, th- we're recording on the Feb- February 17th, but this is the week of International Pipe Smoking Day. So, of course, um, you know, we're always geared up about that. Matter of fact, we're we're dedicating our episode today to that, which will be a lot of fun. There you and, go. Uh, diving into the um, the history of that and, and you know, kind of the current status of the uh, pipe smoking day and culture. But, um, man, specifically to uh, to me and, and us here in Jackson and, and also the Country Squire, our our beloved shop. Um, yeah, man, we are uh, Jackson's flooded. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. So we crazy, need to man. we need to talk about this. Yeah. Like, you know, been, I move uh, out to Houston. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's just been nuts. I mean, we, you're you're right. You know, it's. Uh, I mean, Houston deals with this kind of thing semi regularly as well. But um, you know, we, if you are familiar with our area, we've got this uh, this muddy little river that runs through the middle of our town. It's the Pearl River, and it starts uh, kind of in north uh, east Mississippi and and flows down uh, through the state and then exits at the uh, at the Gulf of Mexico. It's actually that little part of uh, Mississippi and Louisiana where uh, the, the border of Mississippi and Louisiana uh, there at the Gulf Coast, that little squiggly line, that's the Pearl River. And it uh, <laughs> it runs all the way up through Jackson. Just a muddy little river, not not a whole lot going on, you know, um, in, until uh, it floods. And, uh, and it has done this before. If you've listened to Country Squire Radio long enough, you'll know that uh, our shop has, uh, has flooded before, uh, specifically in 1979 at, for the, the Great Easter Flood, which um, was just a huge uh, uh, deluge for our, uh, our our central Mississippi area, right. you know, international news at the time and all that kind of stuff. And and then uh, our area flooded again in 1983, uh, and our shop barely escaped that that time. And and what we're experiencing right now is uh, is essentially a facsimile of of 1983. So we uh, Jackson is flooding to the degree that it did uh, that 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 year. Uh, the Pearl River is peaking today actually at 38 feet um which uh is is basically you know the the third highest peak on record right after the uh the 1983 flood so uh, all this to say you know (laughs) if you're listening across the world and you're a pipe smoker and you're like what are they talking about um you know we can we can see the river from our front door uh where basically there's uh there's no water on a normal day so (laughs) (laughs) that's crazy uh, all right so yeah. I, this is what I need to get. I kind of get my wrap wrap my head around because I mean, people were telling me about this, and I saw tweets as, as early as I mean, I guess sometime la- early last week, or maybe even before that, where people were talking about how this was a possibility. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you know, and I, I just kind of wrote it off like, well, you know, I mean, I remember living in Jackson and getting freaked out by the slightest bit of weather, as if it's like, you know, the oh no, <laughs> the the massive hailstorm, and it's like one little block ice right. there on the, <laughs> on the patio. Yep. And you know, so I'm th- I'm thinking like, oh look, this is cute. People back uh, back in Jackson are thinking it's gonna flood. And of course, here I am in Houston and thinking like, well, right. I, we, we know something about floods down here. You know, exactly. <laughs> like, what you talking about it's flood central. But, uh, you know? No. That's that's it, man. It's um, it's legit. They it, opened it, it up is. the dam. 
It is. It's legit. We have a reservoir just north of town, and they um, they finally had to open it up because they uh, they just couldn't hold back the water any longer. So to their credit, uh, it was cool. You know, they were they were really holding back as much as they could, giving folks in Northeast Jackson and in our area time to um, you know evacuate and get their stuff out of their homes and all that. But um, you know, eventually they had to open up the floodgates, and uh, yeah, so uh, literally, our, our, literally, our, literally wow. yeah, and 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 you know, uh, Bo, our our you know the beautiful neighborhood east over which is just north of uh you know of, of our shop right the most exclusive neighborhood in mississippi frankly there's you know uh one <laughs> one million to five million to ten million dollar homes just right in that area uh, and yeah you yeah. heard me right there are such things as ten million dollar homes in a state like mississippi but <laughs> they're just a few blocks actually from our uh from our little shop and um and and there are a few there are some of those that are underwater even today so um yeah, yeah pretty Man. pretty amazing so uh, all this to say um you know we uh we have escaped it and it looks like if the predictions continue to hold we will uh will escape it this go around so this will be uh similar wow. to that 1983 wow. flood we can see the water uh at the very edge of our parking lot uh you know from our front door but um where, where normally there's no water at all <laughs> but right. uh so the river is uh the river is has come to us but um but it looks like it's 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 cresting as we speak and um and we're gonna make it so we're we're very thankful we've been obviously uh on our near knees in prayer about that and um man just um very deliberately my, my wife even uh last night she was like you know we're um, you know, we, we trust the Lord and regardless of what will come, we are going to stand, uh, in the middle of this and trust his goodness. And if that means that we stand mm-hmm. through the flood, or if that means that we just miss it and are able to help others that are going through it, um, that's what we're going to do. We're going to trust God. Amen. And so, um, yeah, we're just, uh, we, we just been on our knees and, uh, and, and praying and, and hoping that, uh, you know, our city, uh, doesn't have too much, uh, to recover from after all this, but, um, but luckily it looks like the shop, at least this time is going to um going to scrape by so uh we, we won't be having a, a we hope any uh a big uh you know flood sale on pipes <laughs> right, right i know there yeah. is kind of like this uh this mindset right of folks like oh that's awful so, so you're discounting you, those pipes exactly. then, or you need to, sounds like you got some product that needs to be yeah. moved up. What you uh. doing with those Savinelli's, yeah? <laughs> right, right. right. <laughs> I know, a little uh, little mud never hurt a Savinelli, right? But, right, but right. I mean, you know, obviously it should be a 60% discount. No. <laughs> We're underwater, so everything must go. Our tragedy is your celebration. <laughs> right. Uh, it's funny, yeah. actually, in, in remarks to that, I, I posted this past week a... Um, you know, a little card that uh, that our founder Jim Reeves uh, back in 1979. He, a- as the Easter flood was approaching uh, the shop, he was taking notes at the different flood stages. And so, uh, mm-hmm. you know, he he said on this little card, it's something that people back then used to do. We don't do this kind of stuff anymore, you know, because we just we we have all the records right there at our, at our fingerprints. We never sure, think yeah. to take handwritten notes on you know flood stages anymore. Who would do that, right? But you know, Mr. <laughs> Reeves back in 79, he's writing, uh, you know, at you know 35 feet okay the uh water's reaching the uh edge of the you know the gravel and then 36 uh, feet at top the parking lot uh 37 feet get out uh 38 feet you know <laughs> 38 right, feet right, right. La- lapping at the front door and then uh you yes. know all this kind of stuff it's, it's really a it kind of a neat artifact that we found and we actually used it over the past week to kind of um okay well you know we can expect at 38 feet the water to get here and here and and all that but um i, I took a photo of that and i i put it on facebook as just kind of a you know thing to to share out to let folks know what we were going through and it was actually picked up by our local news 
news. <laughs> the, uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. D- WLBT, our local NBC affiliate, uh, actually uh, put that uh, put that on their um, on the newscast. It was it came out a couple of times on uh, on Friday of last week. And it was just funny. I had several friends. They were like, "Oh, I saw what you did there. You know, posting that thing about your shop and getting that sympathy <laughs> advertisement. You know, it's really, really, really ingenious of you. You know." And I was like, "Look, I, I mean, you know, it just happens." <laughs> <laughs> right. It's like, yes, yes, the genius that I am, uh, the marketing guru that I. In all fairness, you actually are a market. Wait, was that that does actually sound like something you would do? Did you do that? No, of course not. <laughs> <laughs> I was just posting out a photo of a of a card that I thought was really neat, and of course the uh, I, right. I get one of the comments underneath that the uh, one of the reporters for uh, for the uh, WLBT they were like, hey, by the way, we're we're putting this on the news today at noon, um, so tune in. And I was like, what? It's kind of neat, but anyway, we, it looks That's like hilarious. we're going to be fine, um, you know. And and so we're really um, just really thankful. I do want to say for folks listening, uh, I, we have had uh, folks across the country literally reach out to me and offer to come help <laughs> if uh oh, wow. you know if we need yeah. to move furniture or uh clean up after a flood that you know that would happen or something like that um and and even in some cases folks that um that don't smoke their pipe anymore uh and and wow. you know have wow. not have not been customers of the shop in in years uh you know i've heard from folks uh, over the past few days uh, from literally across the country, folks have offered to come uh, help us muck out the shop in the instance where we had to clean out the, you know, a flooded shop or uh, move furniture to, you know, get it out of the way. Um, sure. it, it, it is unbelievable the testimony of pipe smokers and how they have, uh, um, you know, just reached out to us and, and the community that, um, that that we've built over the years. And so I just want to say thank you to those people. We are honored by that. We are um, we are so honored by that and, uh, and, and are just very grateful. So luckily, we won't need your services this time, but next time you're on the list. <laughs> so Man. anyway, but it looks like all is well. Gosh. Well, good, good. Glad, glad that y'all are uh, weathering the storm or have weathered the storm. And I know that we'll kind of continue to, to watch what goes on. Cause as I recall, I mean, that is one thing about Mississippi mud, man. You, it's not predictable. <laughs> like, yeah. It's just not. No, so, like, it's you think, not. You, one minute you think things are fine. And then the next minute it's like, well, you know, for whatever reason, the water's just kind of, kind of hanging out. They said it would go, go down, but, uh, it's not really wanting to. Why, so, why is it anyway. still coming? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, man. Well, I'm glad that y'all are all right. Glad the shop's doing okay. Um, I'm sure everybody, the bargain bargain hunters, though, are a little uh, little perturbed that they won't be able to get that uh, slightly damp uh, pipe tobacco well, from the country square. That, that is true. Although I do have to say, uh, this this um, you know flood this year of the Pearl River does coincide with International Pipe Smoking Day. Yeah, <laughs> so that's right. We that's uh, right. It, it's funny as I you know this weekend was up there you know nervously uh, watching the water rise around our shop and biting my fingernails. I was also uh, hurriedly filling uh, you know uh, orders for our International Pipe Smoking Day sale, <laughs> which is happening yeah. right now. So uh, so there is that uh, you know pipes at the shop are anywhere from ten to thirty percent off uh in honor of um of international pipe smoking day and then also our bulk tobaccos are 10 percent off as well uh so really really excited about that but um also well then of course you know it'd, it'd be a little bit more safer this time around too right at least some of the tobacco would be because it'd be uh be sealed in a a little bit of a different way? In, in, a, in a little different way. That's right. Man, we, <laughs> it's been sealed up in a different way this time because we just introduced our first 
tinned tobacco. <laughs> what? We did, man. We did. Uh, in, in celebration of our 50th anniversary, uh, we just uh, we just released our first tinned tobacco. It is the Country Squire 50th anniversary pipe tobacco, and we're uh, really proud to offer it to the public now. Um, just, um, man, something we've been sitting on for a little while and uh, collaborated uh, with uh, Sutliff Tobacco uh, to really man. come out with something, uh, something really special that um, you know, would be uh, worthy of you know what we feel like is a is a big celebration. And so, um, man, our, our one point five ounce tin of uh, of tobacco comes out now. It's fourteen ninety nine fiftieth uh, anniversary pipe tobacco. Um, and our, our description: a full body treat celebrating the Country Squire's fiftieth anniversary in the heart of the Deep South. This blend features a high grade uh, mature Virginia tobacco paired with peppery St. James Perique. Uh, the mixture is then pressed and gently sliced into cakes, offering spicy and sweet notes redolent with citrus and dark fruit, a luxurious smoking experience. And so <laughs> we're, we're man. really thrilled about that. And, uh, man, hope, uh, hope folks, uh, you know, latch onto it and enjoy it. It's a beautiful, uh, tin. We had, uh, designed the artwork designed by one of our own customers and just a uh, very, very regal classic looking can. And it's got, um, it, Mr. Reeves favorite saying on the very front, uh, which is kind to the mouth. So, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> this tobacco is kind to the mouth. This man. is a very, it's a Virginia Perique. It's a very uh, strong tobacco. It's a it's a, a nicotine laden uh, feast, but it's incredibly smooth, very uh, luxurious and rich, um, and uh, just a nice, strong, uh, smooth tobacco that we think will be um, be you know the non aromatic tobaccos. Uh, uh, joy. So, um, yeah, try it out. We've got a whole bunch of tins in stock, uh, but you know, we, we don't know yet if this will be a one-time run or, uh, if it's popular, if we'll, you know, keep it around. So, uh, so we'll see, we want feedback from folks. And if it's something that, uh, you know, folks really like and want to purchase in an ongoing way, then we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll figure out a way to keep it around. But right now, uh, we've got a bunch of tins and we'd love for you to have one. So, uh, go check this it out. This is huge. This yeah. is massive, we're, we're really man. Thrilled. Y'all's first ever. This is this is so exciting. I, I'm, I'm, you know, will you be autographing tins out of curiosity? Is that something that, uh, <laughs> dude? That would that would lower the value of the can, don't you yeah, think? I, 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 I beg to differ. Like, no, 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 man. I want an autographed tin from John David Cole. That's, that's amazing, man, man. That's like I'm, something that, that that'd be like the uh, you know stuff you'd buy at dirt cheap. It's like the you know the water damage or the dented can of like uh, I don't know sardines or something. You know, <laughs> whatever. No, I'm serious, but, man. I, I honestly, I think you should do it because I mean. Like that's the thing with with your with the bags and the bags are great. The bags are high quality product. Don't get me wrong. No, no, it's a it's a thick and. it's a four mil thick bag. It's it's a yeah. We, we love our bags, right? Exactly. But but like you know, you, you wouldn't sign a bag. You know, you wouldn't you wouldn't have kind of that uh, that autographed John David Cole original. Uh, you know, whatever it may be, Ziploc. And yeah. so uh, no, man. I think uh, I'm, I'm I'm look when I'm in when I'm in town for the lunch. Remember, I'm expecting a a signed an autographed tin of tobacco from you I'm, that's what i'm going after all right all right we'll we'll, we'll talk about it <laughs> <laughs> well you know we also do need to talk about it because of course with all of the uh the weather uh, uh changes over the last week i mean obviously that has huge implications for the lunt to remember this is a an event that's going on in jackson mississippi it's an event that we've been building to for quite some time uh the folks from the lunting society have uh partnered with the country squire on march 28th uh big shout out to scott bidler by the way uh who's putting up forth the lunt to remember now the location for the Lunt, uh, as I understand it, and of course I'm not there, but as I understand it, is now currently underwater. And I don't <laughs> think there is a Lunting version of swimming uh, where, and I, for a lot of reasons, but but <laughs> but there might not be yet. <laughs> 
well so there's that um but but what is the implications here because i know a lot of folks are are you know man, i've got a plane ticket you know what i mean like yeah i, I, no, that, I want to know right. what's going on that's right although i will say the the lunting version of swimming um we're gonna get on that we're, we're gonna that that we'll, we'll figure it out yeah that, let's get our scientists I think on that that. Um, that um that concept has legs yeah but we, we uh no that, that you're right it would be difficult to smoke uh underwater and man you're you're exactly right the uh, lafleur's bluff state park the beautiful state park that's just right down the street from our shop um is is currently underwater and so uh we will be having the lunt to remember uh we don't know how quickly the floodwaters will recede and also once they do recede what kind of state the the park is in uh, the good news is that there will be a lunt to remember in jackson mississippi on march okay. 28th <laughs> good <laughs> um this may this may affect your uh your camping uh, you know, itinerary. And so, uh, you know, folks that are uh, interested in tent camping while they're here in town, there's a beautiful state park just to the east of town uh, called Roosevelt State Park. It's in Morton, Mississippi, uh, about 45 minutes outside of town. And um, that is a prospective place for us to move the lunt in case that we need to. And so um, anyway, okay. we're, we're working on that. We've got to just keep a very close eye on what happens here in the next uh, week and a half. But uh, the lunt will take place. It will take place March 28th here. Uh, here in Jackson, Mississippi, or in the surrounding area. Regardless, we are going to have a great party, uh, music, food, uh, man, awesome friends coming into town from uh, Missouri, Mearsham, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, Lane, Peter Stokeby, and, uh, and of course, our friends from Briarworks International in, uh, in Tennessee. So, uh, man, just going to be a great time. Got folks coming from literally all over the country to our, our uh, dusty little hamlet here in the Deep South. But, uh, man, we, we may have to pivot some things uh, because of the flood that we're currently experiencing so uh, we'll keep folks posted but uh, regardless looking looking forward to a really fun time yeah yeah absolutely man well that sounds great um you know like i said i know that uh there's a lot of a lot of curiosity around that what about uh, other events at the squire anything everybody needs to be aware of or how you know things may change one more thing i'll mention uh, of course is that uh next week on uh february 28th uh eric nording is still coming to the country squire he'll be here oh, good. Uh, the pipe carver himself uh here in the flesh uh, at the country squire as a part of our 50th anniversary uh celebrations and so uh thrilled about that uh we, we're you know excited we'll have a lot of nording pipes on hand uh and this is a joint event with rocky Patel cigars. And so if you do happen to be in this area, um, you know, if you're uh, passing through or, uh, you know, close by, I would love to love to host you that day. It is in the afternoon. Normally our events are at nighttime. This event uh, will take place from uh, 3 to 6 p.m. on the 28th of February. Come by, hang out, uh, you know, have a few refreshments, grab you a beautiful pipe from the man himself, and uh, we'd love to see you then. Awesome. Awesome, man. Good deal. Glad to know that uh, that, that has not been thrown off. Um, all right. Also, man, I, I know this has been like so much housekeeping, but obviously with the, the weather implications and just the, the direct impact to, uh, to the shop, it, 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 it required some time digging in. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, I, I appreciate our listeners, uh, you know, just being willing to, um, you know, let us tell our stories and, um, you know, let us, um, kind of, kind of, uh, be vulnerable with you and let us know, uh, or, you know, let help allow us to let, um, you know, let you know what uh, is going on in our lives. So, um, uh, anyway, yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah, big time. Absolutely, man. Of course, uh, this show would not be here without the support directly from our listeners, especially those of you who have joined up with the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. We got two new members this week. Shout out to Brandon Turnkey. Right? No, that's not right. It's Turney. <laughs> <laughs> Brandon Turney I mean, at the Squire level. 
I had so many puns that were going to go with turnkey, but now it's turny. And turny is great. There's so much you can do with turny. But of course, turny is uh, joining us here at the Squire level. So big shout out and thank you to Brandon. Uh, we also have joining at the Pilgrim level, Neil Osborne, not related to Norman Osborne, the Green Goblin of Spider-Man fame. And so far as we know, <laughs> in so far as we know. So uh, shouts out to both Neil and Brandon. Thank you all so much for uh, for joining up uh, to the Country Squire Radio International Pipe Club. And if you would like to do so as well, head over to patreon.com slash country squire radio get yourself some good stuff for doing it patreon.com slash country squire radio yep now john david in the ultimate tipping of the bean can as you you referenced <laughs> what this show was about in the first like 60 seconds thanks for that <laughs> which was appropriate given that we had so much uh, housekeeping up front we didn't want to like say like wait, what, what if they talk about like a flood today what's what's going on uh so it makes sense but no it is International Pipe Smoking Day. Yes, that fabled, that most joyous of all holidays, uh, where we sit back, we gather around the fire that is our pipes, and uh, and light up a bowl and and enjoy this wonderful hobby that we have as part of an international community, as folks all around the world are doing so. But what is International Pipe Smoking Day? Man, what that... was the origins of this day? What fabled mythology, such as the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus, exist in support of this most precious holiday to pipe smokers? <laughs> John David has all the answers for us this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's where, uh, you know, a, the, a, 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 I don't know, a costumed Brian Levine goes around and, and puts things that uh, terrify your parents underneath oh, that, your No, bones. no, let's not go that right. route. <laughs> <laughs> let's definitely not go that route. <laughs> it's like a mixture between like Krampus and the Tooth Fairy and the Easter Bunny and Brian Levine. It's just all this like really, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, International Ooh. Pipe Smoking Day. Uh, as this episode airs, uh, it will be um, February 19th uh, when this comes out and the very next day. Uh, February 20th, 2020 is, uh, is international pipe smoking day. So two twenty twenty, and, uh, man, we're, uh, we're really thrilled, uh, of course, that it's this week and, uh, you know, we've talked about, uh, IPSD plenty, uh, over the years, but have never really, uh, dug into, uh, the nature of it or anything. It's funny, this tradition that cr- occurs every February, every, uh, you know, outside of the pipe community, folks are generally unaware of, of this. And, um, you know, when you quick search, uh, you know, IPSD online, because uh, a lot of folks, they'll just type in, you know, happy IPSD or whatever. Uh, yeah. the, the folks that don't, you know, aren't aware of what that is, they might, you know, uh, search this on the internet. And the first thing and, and one of the only things they'll find is the Indian Prairie School District in Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and so, you yeah. know, if you are wishing uh, your, your fellow pipe smokers in the world a happy International Pipe Smoking Day, I would implore you to, uh, to her- perhaps spell that out, right? Perhaps, uh, you know, perhaps... Um, you know, go through the trouble of, of spelling all that out, just so folks kind of know uh, what we're talking about. I'm sure the f- good folks in uh, in Illinois at the Indian Prairie School District are uh, a very fine people, but they probably don't need um, the uh, publicity that uh, that you know belongs with pipe smoking for that day. That's that's amazing. <laughs> that that just made my day. <laughs> yeah, um, man. February 20th of each year. Uh, you know, it, it, you would think this would go back a really long time, right? Proud pipe smokers congregating uh, yearly in their uh, pubs, you know, decades ago, you know, as they gather mm. and smoke their favorite blends and swap stories and all this kind of stuff. But, um, man, International Pipe 
Smoking Day actually originated in 2008. Uh, this is a very new thing. I say very new. What is this? Twelve years ago now. Uh, you know, it, it, which is kind of weird to think of 2008 as, as twelve years ago. But um, goodness, you know, uh, originally promoted by uh, European smokers. There was a group of folks online that, uh, you know, in the early days of Facebook and the uh, latter, you know, death throes of MySpace, <laughs> were kind of, oh, you know, pushing uh, pushing some of this, and uh, and and eventually it was picked up and sanctioned by the uh, committee committee. International Day Pipe Clubs, uh, which is French uh, butchered for uh, the CIPC, the uh, International Committee of Pipe Clubs. And um, and the American affiliate of that, the UPCA, the United Pipe Clubs of America, uh, which actually was only founded in 2002, uh, kind of a recent development. So, why, you know, why, why did something like this take so long to develop? Why in 2008 was this developed and, um, you know, and not before? And, um, you know, th- th- there is a variety of reasons for that. But you know, in the past, years past, and we've actually got some of this memorabilia at the shop, um, you know, companies, uh, brands related to uh, the the pipe smoking world, you know, whether it be a pipe brand, uh, Peterson, or, uh, you know, a company like Lane, or, um, you know, Scandinavian Tobacco Group, which, you know, the precursor of was, you know, Peter Stokeby and, and Orlick and all those guys, they, you know, they would push, uh, you know, pipe smoker days or pipe smoker weeks, international pipe smoker week uh, kind of thing. And, uh, you know, and, and the, the, the real push of that was, uh, you know, to kind of set aside a day, hey, this is the day that uh, such and such brand is celebrating pipe smoking. You know, we're pushing this product or, uh, you know, this promotion, this kind of sale uh, on some of our stuff. And so, um, you know, there were there were instances of that over the years to push, you know, specific sales or uh, promotions. And when you think about it, though, so you had that. There wasn't really something that was, you know, uh, like Christmas that everyone just recognized at this as this international pipe holiday, you know. Um, and when you had that, you've got to think, you know, when you're when, when pipe smoking is king, you don't really need something like that to build awareness, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, it's it, you, we think of these. Uh, you know, holidays that, uh, you know, through our uh, country's history or whatever, you know, and, uh, you know, a lot of those holidays are um, to celebrate, uh, you know, groups or events that, you know, um, it may have, you know, affected people that, that weren't the majority or weren't in, you know, uh, honoring something that was maybe, um, you know, persecuted or something like that. And, and, and if you think about that, and it kind of trickles down to uh, the idea of International Pipe Smoking Day. Well, you know, when everybody's smoking a pipe, why, you know, you don't really need International Pipe Smoking Day, right? If the if the point of IPSD is to kind of promote awareness of and uh, the benefits of pipe smoking and uh, the defense of pipe smoking culture and all those things, it's not really, you know, if everybody's a pipe smoker, you don't really need that, right? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, no, it makes I sense. I mean, if that, you know, kind of, if you're tracking. And so, you know, when you're on top of the world, the, the need of a day of awareness is not uh, not as necessary, but you know, over the decades, as pipe smoking uh, kind of dwindled, um, you know, it, we saw a little bit of an uptick there at the towards the late two uh, thousands. There, close to you know, in this uh, kind of two thousand five to two thousand ten range, that's when we started to see this little, you know, it kind of bottomed out, and we saw these carvers coming online, and uh, you know, this little uptick, and there was enough energy in the pipe smoking community to say, um, you know, we we need to draw awareness to this. We've got an awesome community. It's vibrant. Um, but we need to draw awareness to it to, to promote what we do, to promote 
enjoyment of it, but you know, also to, to defend it and protect it and to uh, make sure it's carried on to generations in the future and that younger people understand what pipe smoking is about and all this kind of stuff. And so, um, you know, so that's kind of where this this came from was, um, you know, almost a offensive measure, offensive measure is in like, you know, a football offense, you know, you're, you're, you're kind of pushing the limits to say, hey, we're, we're here, we're proud of what we do, we're excited about this, and we want other people to discover it and explore it and keep keep the tradition going on. And so, um, it, it, what was good about this is that it, it, you know, occurred kind of at the same time period as a proliferation of pipe clubs that were happening, uh, you know, across uh, across the world. And, and now, you know, in the United States, so, uh, you know, the pipe smoking, uh, you know, International Day of Celebration was kind of a, a place for all these different pipe clubs and pipe societies to, to rally around, you know, is the one thing they could say, okay, well, uh, you know, this is what we're, this is what we're going to do. And so, um, you know, initially, uh, February 20th, that that one day uh, was selected. And, and, you know, this was pushed again by the CIPC, the you know, International Committee for for Pipe Clubs and the in, in the United States, their affiliate, the UPCA. Um, and, you know, so they were kind of the the original caretakers of this, the um, United Pipe Clubs of America. They would encourage their groups to get together at, um, you know, 9 p.m. local time. That was kind of designated as the time that day for uh, this celebratory event to happen. And so, um, you know, the idea was you've kind of got these uh, the fire doesn't go out for a whole 24 hour period. Right. <laughs> Which is kind of. Mm. Oh, neat. yeah. So, like, like the torch burns on. Yeah, you know, wherever you are in the world, at some point during that during that day at 9 p.m., wherever you are, there's going to be someone smoking their pipe, and um, you know, it's just kind of this uh, really neat, you know, imagery of that. But um, pipe shops and clubs would, uh, you know, meet at this time. The flame, you know, wouldn't go out. Uh, folks would uh, either get together to, you know, just um, you know, enjoy their pipe, swap tobaccos. It was, you know, anything from a good excuse to get folks together just to smoke a pipe uh, to uh, all the way to what a lot of folks wind up doing is the slow smoke competitions that kind of would, uh, you know, you know, uh, coalesce around these events. And so uh, eventually became a time where, you know, the pipe clubs or pipe shops would put on these slow smoke competitions um, as a popular way to celebrate pipe smoking culture and all that. And so um, if you're a longtime listener in the pipe culture, you know what a slow smoke competition is. If you're new to the, um, you know, pipe smoking community, which we always really we always need to assume that there's one listener out yes. there that hundred <laughs> percent that you know this might be the first time they're tuning into uh, Country Squire Radio or they might not be that aware of the pipe community. But um, slow smoke events generally, you're given a certain amount of tobacco. Everyone can uh, you know use their pipe of their uh, choice typically, but um, you know a, a certain amount of tobacco. Everyone give is given the same amount. Uh, you're given two matches. You sit there and light your pipe uh, at the same time, and then uh, the the idea is to see uh, how long the you know you can keep your pipe lit, and whoever gets you know keeps their pipe lit uh, the longest without relighting winds and so that's kind of the uh, the idea there um, and uh, so that was a fun way for folks to uh, kind of rally around that and um, you know and, and just um, have some fun events uh, kind of around that um, around that idea I like how you uh, you kind of put it in the framework too of the um, you know it you said the the specific era in which this kind of popped out not only did you have kind of this pipe community that's like all right so you know, we, we weren't, we're not today what we once were. How do we make sure that we're, we're kind of, you know, um, still telling the story and making sure that, that it has kind of a, 
that 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 the narr- you know that the narrative of of kind of the tradition here is is told by those who who participate in it that sort of thing yeah which I think is great but it's interesting that that era also occurs at a time when pipe smoking was also having a little bit of a kind of a, a resurgence I mean like those specific dates does that not stand out to you maybe just a little bit for a certain reason. <laughs> it does. I actually uh, had that kind of in my notes for to to mention later, but we we might as well mention it now. You know, it's uh it, it's interesting two two twenty, right? Is that what you're talking about? <laughs> no, that's not what I was talking about. Uh, <laughs> no, the, in terms of like when when this got started, kind of the the mindset behind where where did this kind of bump in pipe smoking come from? And to me, it seems like that aligns specifically with kind of the the rise of the Peter Jackson take on Lord of the Rings. That ah, the, the okay, I see what you're pipe smoking got yeah. reincorporated into pop culture all of a sudden, and so now it's like, all right, well, hang on, now we've got kind of a moment here where some some new folks are kind of finding the pipe, or some folks are kind of coming back to it, or, or whatever it is, because they're they're connecting with uh, this moment in our popular culture. Yeah, I just don't think it can be understated that the impact that those films had here. yeah yeah no I, th- I think that's i think that's fair and and relatively obvious you know if you if you look at it from a um that thirty thousand foot view you know stepping back um yeah no, i know th- i think that's fair and and as i was kind of alluding to that i thought maybe the direction you were going in uh you know a lot of folks are <laughs> a lot of folks are like well you know how did this develop like you know february 20th what's up with that like is that you know we we get this occasionally is that in some way connected to 420 <laughs> it's right, like right it's like you know and if you're not familiar you know 420 the that's the international marijuana smoking day and that has a, a variety of lore surrounding it on how that became uh how that became that you can look all those theories up but you know is it like the the pot people get uh 420 and the pipe people get 220 how did that come about <laughs> and um you know as far as we know there's no connection with that but um but you know it is kind of a fun uh coincidence that is there and um you know only uh uh, only some, you know, folks who might have been at the genesis of this could uh, could maybe answer that. But uh, why, why was uh, February 20th, uh, you know, selected? Well, I, I'm not exactly sure, and there's not really any information about on the old uh, interwebs. So interesting. Yeah, um, you know, so. As any hol- as any good holiday, <laughs> it didn't take long for retailers to figure out that this was a gold mine, right? <laughs> I mean, what's a what's a good holiday uh, if not a, an excuse to uh, you know sell some move some to products, sell some right? stuff? Yeah, right. This, uh, this, by the way, coming from the retail shop owner who just bashed his Valentine's Day, who just <laughs> who just crushed Valentine's Day, and and now uh, is promoting his own IPSD sale uh, right, shamelessly right. on this podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> Ain't even a saint on it. <laughs> no, no, that, that, there's not even a saint on it. Yeah, uh, no, you know. So we had this um, it, kind of the idea. The retailers were like, "Oh, wait, you know, this is the day where folks are, uh, you know, pipe smokers are gathering to uh, smoke their pipes. They're all in one place. They're excited about pipe smoking. They're wanting to try new pipe related things. Uh, let's sell some stuff." <laughs> and uh, this was, you know, kind of deemed uh, really uh, pipe smokers, you know, second Christmas. It's uh, it, it was, you know, once it was universally accepted as a thing this kind of uh, quickly became the second black friday for pipe smokers and it really has become
overcome that. It's kind of uh, tremendous. There are pipe, uh, you know, shops and and uh, you know retailers across the um, across the world where, uh, in some sense, this this holiday for pipe smokers actually outweighs Christmas sales. Which wow. I mean, think wow. about think about that. The gravity of that. You know, that's like just a tremendous uh, you know force that uh, that has been. Um, you know, affecting the pipe world. And so, um, yeah, you really do. Now you've got pipe smokers pushing it, but you've got the retailers pushing it as well because it's, uh, you know, it's really uh, given them a bump to their um, to their bottom line. And, uh, and, and again, generally, you know, for a lot of, uh, you know, uh, smoke shops and, and retailers, this is the biggest sales uh, period of the year. <laughs> You'll see, That's crazy. Uh, you know, yeah. crazy promotions where, hey, you buy, uh, you buy this pipe and the pipe's 20% off. And you know what? We'll throw in a, a free tin of tobacco on top of that. I saw a, a retailer actually doing that, um, you know, earlier uh, today. You, you know, you, we've get folks giving away shirts or, you know, all kinds of swag with your uh, purchases, things like that. I don't, you know, I don't know if um, other folks listening, if you're in America, if you have a Joseph A. Bank suit outlet and you're in your, uh, you know, hometown where you live. But the, the Joseph A. Bank here in Jackson, they're always promoting these ridiculous things. Like, you know, buy one suit this weekend, get 16 free, right? <laughs> it's like, you know, you, you buy a shirt and you get the, you know, you buy one shirt at regular price and you get the suit and the suspenders and your, you know, bow tie and all that's for free or all that's for, you know, 80% off. Plus you get, right. I don't know, a, you know, a, a free golden retriever or something. I mean, they just throw in the kitchen sink at you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so um, it kind of reminds me of that it really is uh, just over the top, um, you know, it, for for these retailers. And it's, it, you know, it, which makes it fun. I mean, the, you know, folks, obviously, uh, pipe smokers benefit from that. It's a good time of year if you're uh, trying to circle a date of the year where you're going to buy your new pipe or stock up on tobacco. This is certainly that that time. And um, and so something to, you know, to keep in mind. Um, you know, and initially the um, you know the CIPC and the uh, in the USA the UPCA they were kind of the caretakers of this event, but it, it gained universal acceptance and it's it's larger than ever now. And so you know there's not really uh, th- there's not really a caretaker of this event anymore. It's kind of like you know Christmas doesn't need a caretaker anymore. You, you wouldn't have like sure. one one specific group of people that's just kind of over Christmas. It's like okay, we're planning Christmas this year. You know, <laughs> it doesn't right, really. Right, happen and so um even though uh the upca you know uh, those folks are um you know uh, still a really great resource for you know what's going on on international pipe smoking day uh it's really larger than that now and so you've got you know whole uh communities out there that are already uh engaged during the year and they're just kind of celebrating uh the um you know international pipe smoking today uh, day together um, and, um, and so it's, it's really grown as kind of an international, just a, uh, you know, just a known thing. This is what happens and this is the day. And do we really know why, you know, it's, it's just, uh, no, we, we don't, but this it's here and we love it. And we're going to raise our pipes jointly across the world. And, and so it's fun. IPSD today, uh, some clubs across the world still select 9 PM on February 20th as their specific time, uh, to get together. That's the, you know, kind of the original push that happened 12 years ago. Um, but, you know, folks really, uh, you know, now are just kind of using it that whole day as kind of a time to get together, maybe throw some events or uh, just circle around, uh, you know, their favorite table with a couple of buddies smoking a pipe and maybe drinking a drinking a dram. Retailers, again, use this as an excuse to, to 
to push sales through all of February. Um, you know, it's something that uh, initially there it was right around just the day, then maybe that weekend or, you know, a couple of days. And then eventually, uh, you know, folks started, you know, expanding and expanding it. And so, um, you know, you've got uh, IPSD sales throughout uh, February uh, in certain places. And again, no central place of uh, you know, central fo- you know, focus of leadership over International Pipe Smoking Day. Um, but again, the UPCA, uh, those are still, you know, some of the best sources of information out there. Um, you know, your favorite, there's a good chance in, in today's world, uh, your favorite Facebook group or maybe Reddit thread is going to be a wash. Uh, during this week of discount codes like coupons, right? Uh, you've got these uh, folks swapping coupon codes like, hey, d- does anyone have any codes for uh, smoking pipes? Or does anyone have any codes for, uh, you know, Cup of Joes? What's their sale going? Oh, well, if you buy this, you get this and this and this. And uh, and so you've got a lot of these uh, Facebook groups and uh, blog forums, you know, that are being, uh, where folks are swapping these uh, discount codes, uh, swapping uh, information on the best uh, sales out there. Hey, they just posted this pipe that's really rare. Hey, they just posted this tobacco that, uh, that that's kind of hard to find. And so you've got these folks that are uh, trolling the internet, looking for all this fun stuff, which is kind of a treasure hunt. And, you know, it's still a time for folks at, at the end of it. You know, we're buying these things and, you know, sharing these, uh, you know, events and all these things. But it's still, at the end of the day, a time for folks to promote our hobby and our, our passion. And so, um, you know, the, probably the most fun of this is when folks uh, are posting photos and videos of, of them, um, you know, smoking their pipe, particularly the ones where they're smoking uh, in public. And and I think that's kind of the root, that's the core of what we're trying to do with International Pipe Smoking mm. Day is, is publicly, proudly smoking your pipe, uh, you know, making your friends uh, aware, uh, you know, folks that might not know you're a pipe smoker uh, because you, um, you know, just don't do it in public very often or for whatever reason, but, you know, maybe finding that one outdoor uh, public place that is in your area where you can smoke your pipe outside and um, in public, you know, and, and, and just letting it be known, you know, posting that uh, photo on your Facebook wall uh, or on your Instagram of you, you know, in your one of your favorite locations smoking your pipe. Um, you know, it, it, it goes back to the idea of promoting this as something that uh, we think is valuable, is time-honored, is, uh, is an important, uh, you know, part of our uh, the, the fabric of our culture and, um, and should be honored and maintained and respected and, and protected. And so, um, you know, that kind of goes back to the core of IPSD. And so, um, yeah, this week, you know, during that, just all the uh, hubbub and the insanity, and if you go to a slow smoke competition or if you buy a new pipe because because it's on sale or, you know, any of that kind of stuff, I would just really encourage you to, uh, to sit back, enjoy your pipe, but do it in a way that, um, that promotes what we do, uh, for fun and, and, and promotes the legacy of it, uh, so that it's carried on in the future. And I think if you do that, you'll be honoring the, uh, you know, the original intent of IPSD. Wow. Um, wow. Okay. Uh, John David, I'm, I'm, I gotta tell you, first of all, fantastic, wonderful overview. I feel like we've all learned a lot. I, 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 <laughs> I, I personally am a little disappointed. I, I thought for sure that y- this would be the opportunity for you to tell us about, uh, you know, Steve. Steve? You know, yeah, pipe, pipe smoking Steve, the International Pipe Smoking Day Raptor, who goes around for pipe smokers around the world who leave their, their uh, socks on their porches. <laughs> and he goes around and he puts church wardens in all of the good little pipe smokers' socks 
but Pipe Smoking Steve, the, the International Pipe Smoking Day Raptor. The, you're, he, he, he has a monocle. Come on, man. Everybody knows about, <laughs> like, this is, but we need, we need, we need more lore. That's all I'm saying. We, we do. We do. I, you know, if you, if you want to help contribute to the new pipe smoking lore that is uh, our, our beloved pipe smoking Steve who puts, you know, uh, church wardens and people's front porch socks. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. You get you get you get the uh, you get Frog Morton if you were good also that year. But if you weren't, you get a whole bag of hamster uh, hamster cage hamster cage tobacco. No, that's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and not even oh, not even man. like the low quality stuff. I'm talking about actual like hamster cage fill fillings. <laughs> And you have to smoke it because he won't come back next year. That's that's them's the rules. I can't believe I can't oh, believe we didn't even yeah. touch on that. Well, maybe next year. Oh, maybe next year. Though yeah, maybe time. next year we can we can touch on that. And we'll uh, we'll give Steve yeah. his uh, his due time. Yeah, <laughs> his due. Yeah, absolutely. Well, you know, I'm I'm I personally, man, I'm asking pipe smoking Steve this year for uh, for a Missouri Meerschaum pipe because I want a good quality clean smoke like the kinds you get from a good smoke or a good pipe at Missouri Meerschaum. No, that's right. And of course, if Pipe Smoking Steve is bringing you a uh, a church warden as is tradition, then you probably want a uh, to, you want you probably want to wish for one of the Missouri Meerschaum pipes from the Cobbett series. The Cobbett series, of course, we love and talk about regularly because they're uh, not just so popular, but they're great smoking pipes uh, made with really high quality materials, and the designs are just uh, just really satisfying. So these are long stem pipes, uh, church warden to mini church warden size, uh, really high quality. Uh, rubber stems and, and acrylic bits there, uh, nickel mounts on the end of the, the shank, and uh, and beautiful uh, turned bowls that are turned uh, on a lathe uh, with a hardwood insert in the bottom of the bowl. And so uh, just a really elegant pipe. All of, of the church, the uh, the Cobbett series pipes uh, from Missouri Meerschaum are, um, you know, they, they make a striking Im- image. They're, uh, they're beautiful to look at, but they also are great smokers. Um, you know, particularly if you've listened to the Country Squire radio for a while, you know I like uh, you know, a, a little bit of a longer stem occasionally because that stem uh, tends to cool the smoke down a little bit. And so, um, you know, Steve, the uh, beloved uh, IPSD pipe smoking raptor, uh, you know, he is very likely, uh, if you're a good boy or girl, to uh, to leave you one of these cobs uh, under your uh, your porch sock. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Now, hey, if if uh, if pipe smoking Steve does leave you one of these great pipes, be sure to smoke your cob this week. Uh, we love to retweet those photos out, especially on International Pipe Smoking Day, to let the good folks at Missouri Mirsham know we appreciate them for sponsoring this show. Now I want to go smoke my cobbit. You know? <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, that's good. That's good. You Thanks, can be thinking Steve. about what you're going to ask Steve for next year. I know. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Pipe Question of the Week. Pipe Question of the Week. All right, now this is great, man. We got a uh, pipe smoking question. We actually got two questions in from Joe Marty. However, the first question was so good, we're actually going to turn that into an episode possibly next week, if not in the near future for sure. Yeah, yeah. 
but here's what Joe said. He said, hello, masters of the briar. Um, that is not accurate, but we will I take think it. We just got a, I think we got a promotion. Yeah. <laughs> I got a major promotion with that one. He said, this is my first, right. Uh, my first time writing in. I've been listening for about six weeks now, trying to catch up on all the episodes available. I can't tell you how enjoyable it's been listening to the two of you talk uh, about one of my favorite things. For me, smoking pipes is pretty solid, uh, solitary activity, so it's nice to be connected to the wider world of fellow pipe enthusiasts. Here are my two questions for now. Again, we're only going to do actually one of these questions for now, so here's my question for now. Feel free to ignore them if, you've, if they've been asked uh, or answered in the past. And here it is. This is great. I love this question, man. He says, cooking is often referred to as an art while baking is called a science. In the world of custom tobacco blending, how much of what you do is art and how much of it is science? Many thanks for all that you do. Uh, remember to always maintain your cake. Joe Marty. <laughs> maintain your cake or uh, Raptor Steve won't visit you on a... <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay, I, I love I love I love the new lore. We're gonna have to get our friend Russ to uh, maybe do some uh, comic book art for, for yeah, man. Raptor Steve, Steve on IPS uh, pipe smoking Steve and uh, you know our beloved Raptor that visits our, our porch socks. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty sure he gets around driving a flying uh, a, a flying country squire. Not not not. Don't not push the, this now. Don't push. This. Not the shop. Not the shop. I'm talking about the car. You're he's, talking he's about the old uh, station wagon with the wooden sides. Yeah, yeah. With yeah. smoke flying off the back of it everything as he flies through the sky with his um yeah yeah man ready to stuff all the all the uh pipes or all the socks with pipes <laughs> man uh it will joe th- this is uh, pivoting back to reality here this is a <laughs> this is a great question man wait steve is it real <laughs> no it, I, I didn't say that i don't you know that these are something that's something you'll have to talk to your parents about okay uh, okay all right all right your 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 um, local tobacconist can explain your local that tobacconist will, right that's right that's right, when you're ready when you're ready we'll, we'll sorry sorry in back a on track <laughs> right right joe it, it's great you know I, he's you say uh cooking is often referred to as an art while baking is called a science um it, it's funny i've actually heard that as the opposite but you know regardless the idea um, the idea maintains the same, right? What what amount of this is, uh, you know, following a recipe to the T, and and what amount of it also is um, it, the artwork of, well, you know, here's a there's a dash of this, maybe a little more, or maybe oh, I don't know. Today the moisture level in this is is different than it was yesterday, so let's dress it up with this thing to make it uh, what it needs to be. Blah 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 blah. Um, you know, I I think it's probably. Um, I, you know, how much of it is science compared to how much of it is art? Um, gosh, I, you know, it'd be really difficult for me to put a percentage uh, on it. Uh, you know, there are certain things we can count on. We can count on Burley uh, having a lot of nicotine and, and not uh, quite as much, uh, you know, uh, kind of over-the-top flavor. Uh, we can count on Latakia uh, burning coolly and, uh, you know, having a, having a low nicotine content and, and being uh, very uh, pungent, you know, in the, in the room note. We can count on Virginia's, uh, you know, typically burning a little warmer, um, you know, having a, a kind of a medium uh, strength uh, there, uh, but then also uh, more natural sugar, uh, lots of flavor, uh, on and on and on. We can count on these things typically, but, you know, a lot of times there is that artwork of, well, you know, was this leaf, uh, was it aged a little too long? Is this, oh, this one's riper than this one. This one, uh, you know, uh, maybe this one was, uh, you know, sat out longer than it should, and so we need to uh, do this to kind of uh, compensate for that, or this one's got more moisture than that one, and so let's cut it with this to make it, uh, you know, more, more palatable. Um, you know, so in that sense, I don't know, maybe it's 50, 50. Um, you know, I will say once you get, 
you know, a recipe down for me anyway, you know, I'd encourage you to speak with other blenders, but once you get a recipe down, um, you know, it, it, at that point, it, it probably becomes more of a science because you want to maintain the consistency of that. And so the, the, the point for me is, okay, maintaining the consistency. Well, what, what, what do you have to do to do that? And, and what you have to do to do that is make sure you're getting the same ingredients processed the same way, kept in the same environment, uh, over and over and over. It's something that has to be replicated, uh, or you know, has the ability to be replicated uh, multiple times into the future. You know, I, I'm, I'm not mm. gonna if mm. I'm planning on mm. making a uh, a blend that I want to carry on going forward forever. Um, you know, I'm not gonna make it out of a small batch thing that um, you know is only available this one time that I can't get again. You know, or uh, you know maybe was aged under certain conditions that are hard to hard to replicate and um, you know not uh, not reliable or something. And so, you know, so at that sense, you know, if you're making something that uh, you want around forever, um, you know, there is a, kind of that scientific way of saying, okay, how do we, how do we boil this down to where we can, uh, we can continue to replicate it? Um, having said that, uh, you know, I have made batches of uh, Cherokee, for instance, that, um, you know, have, uh, you know, been this or that way. And so it's like, you know, this is to get it to where we need it to be. Uh, I may need to add a little more dash of this this time or, or that. Um, and I won't tell you what those things are. Or otherwise, I'd have to uh, have to, you know, uh, I don't know, sick Raptor Steve on you. But <laughs> um, but, you know, those are uh, those are things to think about. Um, you know, occasionally as well. So, um, you know, I think in in the blending process itself, when you're actually creating recipes, you do have to experiment a lot. Um, and so that might be seen as art. But, um, you know, going forward, it, it probably is a little more of a science. And, um, you know, I, I think there's a good dose of both, though. So uh, a very nebulous answer to a very good question. And uh, I hope that hope that enlightens you a little bit. Yeah, excellent question. Uh, and thank you so much for sending that in. And also for your other question, which we will address in a future episode. Uh, and uh, yeah, welcome welcome to the show. If, uh, yeah, finding us six weeks ago, man, that's uh, that's either exciting or terrifying, thinking about the backlog of content <laughs> that, uh, that's available to you. But that is right. We, we appreciate you here. And hey, if you've got a pipe question of the week, send it in. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Quick fire with, with the squire. squire. Quick fire question. All right, man. Quick fire questions. I'm excited about these because these came from a six year old. Really? Wow. Not 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 a listener per se, but no, no. This is a, <laughs> this is a six year old residing in my house. I just was oh, like, that's hey, let's great. Let's play either or, and then we'll kind of figure. And, and you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna write down the questions, and these are the okay. questions that came up with. So okay. uh, so yeah, I, I love this. This is the first one. This is the first one. Medal for winning or participating? Okay, so so a medal like an award for winning yeah, yeah, or yeah. participating. Okay, I'm I'm gonna go with winning as it should be. Hashtag winning. That's right. Now that's that's not what we're supposed to say, John David, because we're millennials and people don't the people think that millennials only like getting medals for participating. Right. Which is H- here's not true your, of millennials. Here's your medal so. for participating, and the medal is in the shape of a avocado toast. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. So, um, yeah, anyway. Uh, cake or cupcake? Cake. I love cake. I, I Cupcakes are, are great. They have their place. But, man, a, a, just a big old wedge of, of cake with, you know, icing on the top and the side. Um, yeah, cake. Cake, with the only exception being Muddy's in Memphis. Memphis folks know what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, then the next one is, 
Would you rather fight a skeleton or a zombie? A uh, skeleton. I, I think I would have a better shot against a skeleton. So here's the thing, though. Are you taking speed into consideration? Because zombies are slow, whereas skeletons are typically like pretty, you know, pretty, pretty spry. Kind of kind of agile, maybe. I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that could be the case. I just uh, I, I don't know. I think I could uh, I think I could tear apart a skeleton easier. OK, no, I mean, like, that's fair. That's very fair. <laughs> Um, I, I, I'll probably go the same mostly because zombies creep me out, but for whatever reason, a, a walking skeleton doesn't creep me out to the impact that a zombie does, uh, drawing. Okay. Here we go. The next one is drawing set or a painting set. So this is like, um, you Ooh, know, like, a yeah, like book a, with all the materials. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, gosh, I, I'd probably go with a drawing set, although, um, painting's fun too. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, mm. I've actually got a drawing set that I never use. So if I got a painting set, I'd never, I'm going to just go with drawing set. <laughs> I tried painting for a while. I've talked about this on the show, but and it never really took. And then finally, this is a, uh, this is classic pizza or hot dog pizza. Yeah. Pizza all the way. Um, although the kids these days, man, they're all about the hot dogs, but I like the pizza. I like the pizza. There's too much, there's good variety there. And you can even potentially make an argument for a healthy pizza, but I think it's impossible for a hot dog. Yeah, whatever helps you sleep at night. <laughs> exactly. All right, well, those are quick fire questions. And hey, if you would like to send us quick fire questions, uh, please be sure to do so. Show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Again, that is show at CountrySquireRadio.com. Your thoughts, your, your comments. comments. Listener feedback. All right, man. Listener feedback. First one's coming in from the Motorious FATs. <laughs> Motorious FAT. That, that's great. That's what he says. All right. He says uh, the uh, the show. He says the Bible for pipe noobs. Bo and JD are so easy to listen to, and their information so easy to absorb. This podcast should definitely boost the confidence of any new pipe smoker. The amount of knowledge between the two these guys is delivered in such an easy, down to earth manner. Everything is super relatable. I really appreciate their quote or their quest for excellence in the formatting and the production of the show. It took me quite a while to realize that they were no longer in the same location, let alone in the same state <laughs> when this when this is recorded. The audio quality is on point. Keep up the good work, fellas. And again, that is from the Notorious FAT. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Thank you so much, brother. Absolutely. All right. This next one is from Ricky V. What did Ricky have to say? Uh, he says, first off, thanks so much for a great podcast. I'm a truck driver and listen to podcasts for roughly 10 hours a day, five days a week. Wow. So uh, you can imagine I listen to a lot of podcast material from many different podcasters. Uh, your show is very solidly one of my top two and has been for several years. Admittedly, it bounces back and forth between yours and the Cigar Authority. Uh, anyhow, I feel like the issue of storing and cellaring tins tubs, jars, or cans of tobacco may appear to have been exhausted, but I don't think so. <laughs> Not as long as there is uh, new or fresh ideas. So anyone concerned about tins or tubs of tobacco drying out, but have so many that transferring them all into mason jars is exhaustive even to think about, what do you think about investing in a good airtight pelican or pelican type case, which can be purchased mm. in many sizes, uh, and storing the tins or tubs in that along with Bovita packs. Uh, after all, lack of humidity is the real enemy here, right? Also, the only air 
uh, it would be exposed to is air that is trapped in the case since those types of cases have air an airtight seal. And you could even limit the dead airspace, if any, by using some sort of non-absorbent absorbent material or containers like small empty Tupperware containers uh, that could easily be removed where tins, when you add tins to the cellar. Thanks again for such an entertaining and informative podcast. Have a great day. And that's from a very gracious listener, Ricky V. Uh, Ricky, man, gosh, I'm just so honored that uh, you dedicate so much of your, um, you know, everyday work, 10 hours a day, five days a week, uh, so many days a year uh, driving across our our beautiful country, um, listening to, you know, a couple of couple of knuckleheads uh you know blabber on about pipe smoking <laughs> we're we're really honored man but um yeah, so thank you very much uh yeah you know i think that's a good idea a lot of that that has been a, a recurring thing uh we you know folks have gotten a lot of mileage discussing the uh cellaring of tobacco that we visited uh you know late last year and um and and i think there is something to that and you you bring an idea up that uh you know would would maybe help someone that has just so many tens of something Maybe maybe what you know we were mentioning would be a good idea if you've got you know two cans of a scudo, but what if you've got fourteen? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, you know that things get a little more complicated. Then are you going to jar up fourteen cans of a scudo? Well, well, you might you, you might get a really large you know mason jar and and put all fourteen cans in the same jar. Um, you might uh, get fourteen individual jars. I, I don't I don't know. You know, long term. Uh, you know, if you've got a lot of these, it, that is, you know, going to be a factor. Just remember, I think your idea with the Pelican case is great. Those are awesome. Uh, folks even use them for cigar humidors and all kinds of other things. They're they're really uh, handy and versatile. Um, but, uh, you know, keep in mind that uh, when, uh, you know, the tobaccos get in a similar container, that even though they're all going to, you know, have that same airtight space in there uh, inside the Pelican case, they're going to be breathing each other's air. So, you know, if you've got a can of Mm. uh, this tobacco that's open in there and it's an aromatic and you've got a can of this tobacco that's open and it's, uh, you know, an English blend, that those are going to kind of cross-pollinate to some degree, um, you know, within within that area. It's like uh, when folks store uh, bags of tobacco in the same, you know, area, you know, all of a sudden, those uh, those English blends might start to smell a little a little bit like vanilla, and those you know uh, cherry blends might uh, have a little Latakia twang to them. You know, and so um, so just keep that in mind. But um, but you know, I think uh, it is a great idea. You know, if you've got so many cans of something, and you know, un- undoing them and jarring them all individually is not really practical. A Pelican case with some Bovita packs are um, you know probably probably a good choice. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, excellent, uh, excellent feedback slash question there. I like that. I, I <laughs> that yeah. got it snuck in there accidentally, but I'm glad we got it essentially a two for this this week. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we love getting all the feedback in. Be sure to sh- send that in. Show at countrysquireradio.com. You can, of course, keep up with us throughout the week at Squire Radio on Twitter. You can follow me. I'm at the Real Bo York. I'm at John David Cole, or you can get us at the shop at at underscore Country Squire. All that information and more can be found at countrysquireradio.com. Or you can also support the show through the Patreon account, patreon.com slash countrysquareradio. Links there. Join the club. We'd love to have you. And you too. It's what pipe smoking Steve wants. That's 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 what International Pipe Smoking Day Steve <laughs> wants. That's that's what he wants. <laughs> we, we, the, I'm not saying we got Steve the, the end. Steve the pipe smoking raptor. Yeah. I'm not saying we got the in with Steve or anything like that. But I mean, like, do you think it's a coincidence that he drives around on a flying country squire? You think that's a coincidence? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just saying he's a he's a dedicated listener. I, I mean, he might be. He might. He might. He might. I, he I, is. Don't, I don't think there's I don't think there's a might about it. 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's basically just it just is what it is. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah. We, I'm, I'm I'm hoping that we get some uh, some wonderful stories and pictures that come out of uh, this year's International Pipe Smoking Day. Looking forward to uh, enjoying my pipe as well, man. Do you have any uh, before we kind of log out here? I should have probably asked you this up top, but do you have any any uh, traditions or anything you'll be doing special this uh, this particular year? You know, it kind of changes every year, just depending on uh, what's going on. Of course, we we are doing a lot of mail orders uh, that we fill for uh, International Pipe Smoking Day, but I have already set aside this week's IPSD for a time with some Vowen tobacco number 14 Virginia Flake mm. and my uh, my Seriacopo pipe that is dedicated to my baby daughter Charlotte. Uh, every time I smoke that pipe, uh, I think and pray for her and um, and someday that pipe will go to her uh, and, and she'll know that every time it was smoked it uh, that uh, that she was on my mind. So this uh, this International Pipe Smoking Day uh, will be uh, with that wonderful pipe, delicious tobacco, and my uh, my sweet little daughter on my mind. Oh, that's beautiful, man. And that's Doing it for the kids. Yeah. All yep. about the kids, man. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> well, good deal. Well, hey, let's go have a day. See you, brother. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.